Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 2, Episode 9, it is called Vanishing Point. Full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh, and sorry this is a little bit later than usual, although it's nowhere near as late as last week, this was not planned this time. Um, so it's just a slight delay this week, but should be back to the normal time for the finale. Uh, but, we have this episode to talk about and it was actually Father's Day in the US yesterday when, when this aired. This was like the most anti-father episode of any show, I think. Of well, I mean, there was some happy Father's Day stuff with Ford, I suppose. Uh, not so much with uh, with William slash the Man in Black. Not so much with him. No, no, it wasn't. Because we, we, <laughs> we had that. We also had a high body count in this episode. There was a, surprisingly so. Yeah, a lot, a lot of bodies dropping before the finale. Now, admittedly, sure. One or two of them may be hosts, but I mean, still, we're not exactly in the position right now where people are resurrecting hosts left and right, you know. That... Yeah, but... you know, you, you could bring them back, but they're not ready to just be brought back next episode. Yeah, park, Park's not operational, so high body count, right? Um, obviously, I think the Man in Black stuff was probably the, the, the biggest, it was the, 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 the epicenter of the episode, everything else was kind of the, the subplots, that was the main focus. Uh, we actually had flashbacks to the night that his wife died. Yeah. We see her alive, we see that she, you know, she has a bit of a drinking problem. And this episode, more than anything else, is kind of exploring the idea that William is a very kind of sick, corrupt man. In fact, at one point, uh, his wife even says to him, you're, you're a, a virus, you, know, you, you infected this family. You started with my brother, then my father, then me. And if you want to go along her line of thinking, by the end of this episode, even his daughter. Like, every single member of the family has had their life ruined by him. Uh, yeah. that, that very much seems to be a thing um, and she like calls him out, she sees it she sees that there's like more to him than what, what he pretends to be in the real world and she accuses him of this, he kind of admits it when she's not awake, well she, she is awake she turns out she is awake but she's pretending to be asleep yes. and he kind of actually finally openly admits all of this and says no, you know what, you're, you're right like somewhere along the way I realised I had this inside me and you know, then I then I couldn't remember when it was never there. Like you know, it just seemed like it was always there. Mm. And you know, I you know, and, uh, you know, I don't really belong to you. I don't belong to this world. I belong to somewhere else. And I try to be kind out here. Out in this world, I'm kind. I'm generous. That's got to count for something, right? Um, and she hears this, and then she goes goes and checks on his profile, the card that Ford, because Ford's at this party that we're that we're at, and yeah. Ford gave him this card. Um, which she looks at, and it's his profile, because, you know, Ford brings up, oh, your, your, your experiment, your, your thing. We, f- we find out it's called the Forge, but we'll talk about that uh, when we get That's to that That's a whole scene. separate debate. That's a whole separate discussion. But he gets the card. She gets the card, or Alice. She, she finds it in the book that he put it in, and she looks at it, and it's actually just straight-up footage. It's, it's, it's a history of everything he's done in the park, and the yeah, type and of a, person he is And a profile. There. Yes. And, I mean, if I want to be a little bit uh, cynical here, I could debate as to how they have the footage they have, specifically of what he's doing. Sure. Because it's essentially yeah. just the footage of the show in these little windows on the on the tablet. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to go for it, say, you know, every bird has a little camera in it. Why is no one who works at the park ever looked at any footage in the last two seasons? Unless it's also off the books, like this entire experiment. Uh, yeah, there you go. If it's, if it's all under this umbrella. Possibly, possibly. But the people who work in the park, the maintenance, the engineers, all the ones running the park, they have never said, oh, bring up the video feed of X, because they would. They absolutely would, if that oh, was yeah, all yeah, they definitely. had. Uh, so, 
yeah, so it just it crossed my mind when she was looking at it. But the emotional impact of it, the emotional impact, the idea that he admitted all this, and then she actually got to see who he was at the park, and that's the that's what caused her to kill herself. That was the that was the the motivating factor to commit suicide. Mm. Um, and we see him run up and see it, and he he's very he's he's very he's shocked, but I wouldn't say he's terribly empathetic about it. Uh, no, I think he was. You know, he he'd not been necessarily expecting it tonight, but he was kind of prepared, I'd say. Mm, yeah, possibly. Like, I think I think he was aware that this could happen at some point. Because of course, uh, Grace or Emily, as a, a real sort of name is, that's what she's called in the flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, she like suggests, "Oh, you have to go back to rehab because you're 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 a bit of a mess. You're making a fool of yourself. You need help. We're going to send you back to rehab." And she's not very happy about it, of course. Um, and that you know, so Grace is kind of blaming herself, and you know, she's patching up her dad. And the, you know, uh, I won't say present day because we're not at the end of the two week period yet. Yeah. But uh, you know, relatively. Yes, but in, inside the, the the current timeline of the show, she's patching up her dad, and he's debating. She's like, well, he's, he's asking various questions. He's asking, "How did you find me?" Because this is a big place, right? Because basically, what he's thinking is, this is she's a host. She's not really his daughter, and he's brought this up before. But he thinks it's not really his daughter. And he thinks, oh, you found me this easily as a as evidence of that. He thinks she's acting out of character for her. No, no, my, my Emily, she, she'd she already be a, a safety net. She, and she would uh, call me out on all this shit because she brings up the, the, the experiment, the what yeah. they're doing. It's like, oh, you're looking for immortality. I want in. And she frames it as I want in because I want you to find out. Because if you've got a profile on her mother, I want to see why she did it, why, why she killed herself. Uh and he's like, no, my daughter wouldn't do that. She would, she would berate me, and you know, she'd be out of here in the first instance. She could. Um, it's not you. And you know, he just says, "F you, F you, Ford." And she's trying to convince him. Uh, and she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not a host pretending to be a human. I'm your daughter pretending to give a shit about you." Uh, I yeah. thought that was a good line. All this is happening, and all this is just sort of prelude. This is all just prelude to the moment, the big moment, where. So she's she's sent out a flare, a signal for help, and some workers from the park, the the, the security guards, come in, and they're there. They're, they're checking both of them to make sure they're human, because obviously there's there's rampant horse running around, um, and he even recognises as William as the as the as the boss. The boss He's like, oh, yeah. yo, it's you. I I do think it's worth noting that we never see the results of Emily's scan. I've seen this debated online. I actually don't think this is important that some people think it is. No, I don't. I feel like I mean, they, they, I mean, sure, the the possibility is open to swerve us later. Yeah, right. It is there. Like, the the possibility is open to say, oh no, it really was a host this whole time, and the, the real daughter's not here. That that is entirely possible. But I feel like we don't need to see it. That's kind of the point. Like it's, we're we're sharing the doubt with him, and then he sees the card because he goes. Obviously, what happens here is he shoots all the all the guards. He's like, no, "I'm seeing this through to the end." And she's like, "What did you do? You just killed real people. What did you do?" And you know, and I was actually thinking during that moment, "Well, is he going to shoot her? Because I mean, he thinks she's a host, so why not? Why yeah. wouldn't he?" And sure enough, he shoots her right in the chest, uh, and she goes down. But he sees the card. It's the card he had that the the has you know the one that profile. Ford gave him yeah. the profile. In her hand, and that's what sort of leads back into the flashback of what he admitted to his wife. Um, and for for me, I don't need any. I mean, sure, again, the doors open, they could swerve us. I don't think it's there to be for a swerve. I, th- I think the only thing that leaves it open, you know, a, a, as a linked piece of evidence along with that, is the story about the music box, right? Um, you know, so 
She she has the card, but she had a whole story uh, um, relatively early in the episode about how she got the the music box as a gift from a mother, but you know she threw it out, and then that was it. it. It went, you know, it got it got thrown out in the trash, and that was it. But at the end, in this final flashback, when we see the mother, you know, looking at the profile, she has the music box still in the drawer, and she puts the card away with in the same drawer, right? Mm-hmm. So. If she's found the card, would she not have also found the box? She would have. So you think that whole story at the start was just a lie? It's not a lie. I think the story's true. I think the reason why it wasn't in the trash when she went to get it is because her mother already took it out. And her mother left... Because for me, that's like an emotional point, is that when she, she finds this music box that she thought she threw out, she had this guilt. That's the story she told them. She has this mm. guilt because she threw it out. And inside that it was the was the, the card with, the, with all, the, all the data on it. So to, yeah. so, so to me, that wasn't a sign that she was telling an incorrect story. To me, that was a sign that, no, this, this meant something to her and she found the card inside this that meant her mother did care. Like, you know, like... Okay, um, okay maybe. So I, I didn't really like that at all. For, for me, it was... it was uh, No, no, her mother kept it all this time. Which, and given that uh, parentage and, you know... Uh, you know, lineage is a big theme of this episode. For me, that is that's kind of what it was because it kind of ties into it parallels with the, the Ford scene with Maeve, which we'll get to in a bit. No, oh, it does line up. Don't worry, I, I I do agree with that, and I did consider it, but I, I don't know. I just it was a possibility that I'm crossing my mind. Like, I, I, it leaves a seed of doubt, is all. Yeah, and I, yeah, I never got off the music box. Uh, for I mean, the music box for me was pretty. I guess cut and dry. Like I never took it as like, oh, this is this is a seed that could lead to some for me that the point of it was kind of already it served its purpose and that was no, it fair enough. um but yeah so so no um but yeah he, he shoots his daughter she's dead yeah and he sees the card because he's, he's going to check her because it's worth mentioning he keeps throughout the episode both in the flashback and in present day in the island in the, the i say the island the the west the park timeline uh he keeps checking his arm like he's like, like he's concerned that he himself is a host and he doesn't know it yeah and he's worried about it. Uh, to the point where, later on in the episode... And that's the thing. The guy does the test on him. But he's still, after that scene, afterwards, when he's sort of realising what he's done, he, he starts cutting into his arm to try and check. Yeah. Even though I, I, tested. I think it's, it's neat that in the, the Bernard pl- plot, you know, we see him cutting open his arm there again, just as a reminder of what yeah. is at that point of the arm, if in case you've forgotten. Yeah, so it's a neat little reminder, yeah. Um and you know he puts the gun up to his head uh, and he puts it down but there's a moment there <laughs> he's not the last character in this episode to put a gun up to his head um, but more on that in a bit uh, this was a really dark episode for, for William I feel like up until this point I've been kind of under the impression that the arc for him is sort of refinding his humanity and I feel like after this episode it's actually a much darker story it's a much more of a tragic story of maybe that humanity isn't always necessarily a good thing yeah maybe i feel like it's as much as that is it's trying to highlight to him that he's mentally ill because you know you see on that profile he he's you know psychotic tendencies you know i think he's snapped he's just he's had a psychotic break here yeah no uh that i mean as much as you know in the flashback it's all you know no the the mother needs help you know we've got to get her into rehab i think it's meant to be no no you need help yeah, well, that's what the daughter says to him. She goes, "I'm going to put you away." Yeah, you know, like we were going to mother, and you know, now, yeah. now, well, now she's not because she's dead. Um, but it's a super dark thing. I've already seen people uh, photoshopping Happy Father's Day onto the card. You know, when her hand flops open and he picks it up, as you do. Yeah, 
don't know. Yeah. I thought it was amusing. Um, I liked her tone, like her tone when she was talking to him. There was a point where it kind of turned and it kind of became, um, like, it, be- it became this almost like the way you talk to a child, like you're trying to like have them understand what you're doing. Mm. Like you need help, but it was it, there was a tone to it that felt very kind of natural. Here it was like oh, oh, the sort of thing where if you noticed it as the person being spoken to, you would think it was condescending. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it was there, and I thought that was a smart little smart little touch in that story. Mm. No, I definitely agree with that. Uh, but hey, so that was that was the man in black stuff. Uh, we had, of course, other things going on. Bernard um, is is moping around with uh, with Ford inside his head, and. He overhears some stuff. He sees he sees this plan that they've taken some data from Maeve. Yeah. Uh, so basically, just try to understand what she does to other hosts, and they've put it into Clementine, and they've basically given Clementine, I'll call it a a society bomb, where she'll basically just encourage a group of hosts to start what, murdering each other. What what she does is she starts the the church scene from Kingsman. Pretty pretty much yes. That's like uh, I crossed my mind. I was watching. It. I'm just thinking. Really? Did Clem need to be scarier? She was terrifying enough as it was. She was pretty terrifying. And then now she just stares and people start murdering each other. That's... Yeah, yeah. This is not what I needed. This is... I didn't want the nightmares. But we... we So obviously that's set up and we don't really see any more of that this episode, but it's set up that that's happening. Uh, and it also gives you the idea that they don't really need Maeve anymore. They even say something to that effect. Oh, we won't need her. We don't need the madame anymore. We yeah, can... yeah. She, there, she's under Charlotte's control. Yes. Uh, but you know Bernard's going to leave but Ford's like no 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 no. there's one more thing we have to do and he, he leads leads them to Maeve and he's going to go inside he's like no you'll have to go inside this is close enough uh, Maeve can read she can find the message that I've left in here in your head for her Yeah. and I was thinking alright so we I, I wasn't sure we were going to see it this episode I thought oh well she'll have a new motive and we won't know, we won't know what it is until later but no we actually mm. do get the scene later on but Bernard like he, he goes and meets up with Elsie they go out um and they stopped. She, she stops to try and get some some ammo and guns and whatnot. And that's and when Ford is constantly saying, "Hey, she's going to betray you. You have to deal with her." Yeah. And what I think is interesting about this scene is, I th- I, I is of my opinion that Ford intended Bernard to do what he did. That he wanted Bernard to rebel and get rid of him. Yeah, I, I think especially after what we've seen him say to Maeve. Mm. I think that that plays a, a part in in why you come to that conclusion, though. Yeah, it does. I, I, even the scene itself, because I think the scene was first before we got to the the main scene. I don't think scene. it was. Not really matters either way, but no. Uh, he, you know, but he he makes the choice. He's he, he said he, go, he kind of goads him, and then he didn't try to stop him. You know, when Bernard jacks into the tablet and he's he's, he's looking for the data files, and he's like, "No, I'm going to I'm going to get rid of these packets." Uh, Force, like, I'm not going to stop you. Like you're the only one who can you can stop this. You know, you have to yeah. open the door, go, um, and you know, he disappears. Um, and he actually makes the choice that he's worried about hurting Elsie. He's like, no, you should stay here. And I actually, I love this scene a little bit because Elsie's reaction to this, so she's scared at first, she's got her hand on her gun, so you were going to hurt me. And then he's like, no, no, like, he explains... Just a precaution. Yeah, it's just a precaution, and probably best that I leave you here. And, you know, when when we're done, you can do what you want. You know, you know, turn me off, you know, reboot me, whatever whatever you see fit to do. But she, start, she kind of has like a tear in her eye by the end of it. And she says, F you, Bernard, as he leaves. And I couldn't help but feel like... Her relationship with him is like a really weird mix of feelings, probably. Like, there's like a yeah, respect, definitely. but there's like a fear, but there's like a he's a host, but he's also one of the most humane people she knows. But 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 he did attack me. 
he attacked me, but he's also like the only reason why I'm probably still alive right now. Yeah, you know, yeah it's very conflicting, isn't it? Very conflicted. A real mix of emotions uh, in her. And that, that's kind of Bernard. He drives off on his own uh, for the finale. He's, he's off he goes. Yeah. Uh, so we should jump to Maeve, the Maven 4 scene, which I think is my favourite scene of the episode. Because yeah, as good as some of the other stuff is, and I think it's funny actually, like season one, I think Dolores was the better and definitely the A plot. I feel like season two, Maeve has taken that spot, mm. and Maeve's yeah. story has really been the like the the best stuff uh, of the season. Um, especially when you account the Akichita stuff from from last week as part oh, of the story. Absolutely, you, uh, you know, Dolores, it's mostly been action stuff. Her plot. Yeah, there's not actually been that much to it. It's all just been kind of we need to get to the valley. A little bit of manipulation here or there, but mostly just the one driving goal and then fact, the action that it takes to get through there. Before we talk about Maeve's scene, uh, the forge, because uh, that was brought up in a Bernard scene with Elsie. It was, yes. And it kind of just confirmed a few things that we were kind of sp- uh, speculating at. Um, although, more specifically now, especially because there's, there's a scene with Dolores and the Ghost Nation where they end up fighting. And the Ghost Nation like, no, this, this is a passage to another world uh, that, has, that has no bloodshed on it. And that line there basically told me that no, especially combined with Bernard saying oh, it's just like the cradle, but it's all the data of the of the people. I'm like, wait, are all the people they've collected are they all living in a virtual world inside the inside this forge? Because that, yeah. if that's what the cradle's like as a simulation, then it makes me think that's what the forge is. I I assume it is. Yeah, yeah. just a, a bigger scale, right? Yeah, and it's like, how complete are the people in there? I would assume very in the same way that. You know, Ford inside the cradle was was complete. It was the the problem oh, sure, yeah. was trying to put them into a into a body, right? Well, I guess the the only reason I have to dispute that, that they'd be equal is that a Ford kind of like planned for his own transference and kind of initiated it, and b he was working independently of William, and William on the other hand has been doing it in secret with like a sensor in their their hat. Yeah, it's in the hats. It's in the hat. Who's not wearing the hat? Who's safe? Yeah, and how long do they have to be wearing a hat for? And is there other items like if they don't wear a hat, does does the gun holster maybe have it? I but then again, is it does it have to be near the head? Is that like uh, that, that's what I would assume? Yeah. That's why hat, right? Yeah. But that's why you give them a hat when they come in. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's extra because that was one of the little touching scenes. Uh, the, the the little touches I liked with some of the stuff uh, with with volume. Was there was like when he was explaining like who he was to his wife, there was like flashbacks to the park from season one and you know yeah. stuff throughout his life. Like I quite like that stuff. Um, but yeah, so the forge, uh, interesting stuff. Um, Dolores seemingly wants to destroy it to take it away from them, or at the very least control it, as, hold it hostage, perhaps. Yeah. Um, as leverage, Ghost Nation doesn't want to do that. Ghost Nation sees it as a, as some kind of like afterlife almost. Yeah, we got little bits, uh, you know, if you go all the way back to season one, the idea, you know, they had a like one of the dolls of like the, the security guards outfits. And, you know, we heard that this had kind of, be- you know, Delos had become their religion. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, so this is that the afterlife to them. And I think that's a, a fascinating concept. Which which extends, of course, from Akichita's whole story. I wonder how much the others think this. Like, does Akichita specifically believe this about this world? Does he see that as a place where they can all just live? Because like like, like uh, has you know has the other, the other Ghost Nation warrior says here, uh, it's a world without bloodshed, meaning that there's no real violence in it because it is simulated. It's all virtual, yeah. yeah. So it's safe, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think so. It's 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 eternal life, right? Essentially. Yeah, but to to 
jump back to Maeve and Ford, right? Maeve's lying on the table, and we see, like, you know, like he has been with Bernard, right? Same thing. So she's gotten the data from Bernard's head, the, the copy of Ford with the message that he's got for her, and he's walking around the room, and she's lying on the table, you know, dying. And he's... And he starts talking about, and that's kind of it's funny because we were we were debating last week if a Kichita maybe initiated some of her her first awakening moments. Uh, this scene actually puts us back round to our original thought. Our original thought being that Ford did initiate her escape, and he wanted her to escape at the end of season one, but she didn't. Yeah. Uh, and we even said repeatedly that that was probably the moment that she truly became awake. Yeah, when she chose to get off the train. Yeah, that was that was her choice. That was the first moment she really chose to do something. And this was a beautiful scene, and you know, obviously, he he referred to like Maeve as his favorite host. He said it's the closest he's ever had to having children, yeah. um, and I think that's a fascinating idea, especially since I'm like, okay, that's your favorite, and that makes sense because Dolores and presumably Teddy uh, were were Arnold's creations more so in terms yeah, of absolutely. in terms of their you know in terms of the character in terms of who they are, whereas Maeve was yours, and I think it's very interesting. That Maeve seems a lot lower, more, lot more level-headed, and her, her compared to Dolores, right? Where Arnold, who seemed like the really sensible one in how he was going about things in the flashbacks and and the backstory, his creation, becoming self-aware, has basically turned into a Terminator crazy chick, right? Yeah. <laughs> who wants yeah, to no, fight? No getting around it. Whereas Ford, who took his time and let them build up the experience, his creation, who's become self-aware is actually, I mean, sure, she, she, she's not necessarily completely all there, but she's a lot more, she, she's caring, she has she's values, empathetic. she has morals. As he even points out in the scene, uh, he says that, oh, you know, like sometimes the world's so cruel and um, you have to laugh at it. So any host I made, I imbued some of my worldviews. And that lines up, because Maeve did have kind of a, a cutting sense of humour. You know, she, she would, Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, very biting, the way she, she would, you know... Uh, crack jokes about things very sarcastic there's a lot of that in there in our character um and it gets very touching because he's like oh you you chose to come back i didn't want you to stay in this awful world with these people these awful men of stone like but you chose to come back and you know save your child yeah and so have i and i'm like oh just just, like last time we saw ford in terms of like the last episode he was inside bernard making him shoot someone and i'm like oh ford's a baddie and in this scene i'm like Oh, Ford's like the the best of them yeah, all. Yeah, he was like, I just wanted you to be free. And he's like, oh, because even when he was talking to Bernard, he was saying, oh, it's not just your life here, Bernard. It's the origin of a new species. And I'm like, oh, so again, he, oh, I'm <laughs> figuring out Ford's motivations is is like a maze in and of itself. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty confident that he he genuinely does want want you know want them to become a a species, become aware become free but i think he recognizes dolores is probably a problem yeah unless he sees like that also as a growing pain like she has to go through this uh, yeah yeah maybe maybe uh, see i don't know if he sees it as okay you know she has to get that out of a system almost you know go through mm. it and grow up and mature this is, this is or, her adolescence before she matures yeah. yeah or alternatively is this the necessary evil like you know okay i have to sacrifice some aspects of them to push the rest of them forward, because Dolores has been a driving force in, you know, making everyone else around her react and become more aware. Uh, so you know, maybe it's like, oh, okay. So uh, he he feels like maybe he couldn't save her, but can use her to to push life into everyone else. 
I think it's interesting as well how Dolores parallels with the man in black now. Yeah. How she ruins the people around her, how she's changed them. Mm, definitely. You know, more more than that, that, you know, when we get to that in a minute. But because uh, it makes sense given that they kind of started their journeys together. Yeah. Um it, oh, it does actually, yeah, it, it really does. And you know, and their, their story started so sweet. You know, when it was William and Dolores and the park last season, it was like this sweet story of like people who actually cared and he actually cared about her and treated her a little bit differently. And and now they are the Terminators. Yeah, I mean, because that was that moment at the party and the and you know in the flashback, you know, just before the the, the park, where he sees the waitress and he, he sees Dolores for a minute, and I thought it was just her for a minute because you know, oh, they've got hosts as the waiters, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but no, it just it's, you know, it snaps and it's like, oh no, it's just someone else. He's just he's seeing her. Yeah, it's uh, just he, a memory. He's obsessed. Um, and it's like, and I almost wonder if his whole thing, you know, as dark as it may be, is the root of it. That he he's desperate to find the humanity, the real humanity in the park because it's it's like it's because it's missing from himself. Yeah, he's trying to fill yeah. that void with finding it in there. Mm, could be, but yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting. Um, and it's funny because because uh, he talks about how his wife is the only one who could see him, and I guess in a way Ford could too. Although Ford had the benefit of just seeing how he was in the park, seeing him, you know, because yeah. even he accepts no, that's who he really is, and and. Being out in the real world is is a front. Yeah. So Ford always saw the the real him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just go back to the Maeve scene. I one of my most interesting things about this is he's talking about her and creating her, and you're my favorite host, and I'm you know proud of you. I don't think he says proud of you, but there's, there's definitely some allusions to yeah pride and so on. He's definitely proud of how she made her own choice and what she's done, and. I was really paying attention to her reactions to all this because, you know, given her attitude of like, oh, I'm not real, I've been in this park, I need to break out, I want my daughter, uh, the people who have held us here are evil, but, you know, like, all her attitude all last season, but he is, like, being this loving father figure in this scene, I can't help but be fascinated, like, if we get another scene with Maeve and Ford where she can actually communicate back, mm. what does she say in return? What is her reaction to this? I mean, that's a... Uh... A follow-up question to that is, how how much of Ford is in her now? Was it just this message? Was it just literally like a, almost a recording, mm-hmm. or was it a full copy of all of Ford in in the same way that was in Bernard? And that's why he did, he what he was fine with Bernard deleting him in there. Like, what was that? Was when Bernard deleted him? Was that the end of Ford? Because assuming he's not in the forge as well, and he was just in the cradle. I mean, if it is the end of Ford, that was a really couple of great scenes to go out on. Yeah. To inspire them and then leave. Um, I still kind of think he's still in the the cradle or whatever. Yeah, the forge. Yeah, the forge, yeah. Um, it was in the cradle first. That's where it was. It was, but yeah. the cradle got destroyed, right? True, that's right. Very true. So I'm thinking, is there another copy of him in the forge? Um, uh, yeah, I don't get the impression that he's in Maeve. Like, completely. No, that's what I thought, but I was just just double checking that I hadn't misread it. Given that it, it was know, the, it, he seemingly went out with Bernard. Yeah, it, it, was, it was the way he said to him, uh, "I've left a message for her." It sounded more like I just, you know, it was just a a recording of one thing. Yeah. Uh, and again, that that kiss at the end when he kisses her on the head, he's like, "You know, um, these people are determined not to let you leave and live. Mm. Don't let them, <laughs> like you know, don't let them stop you." Uh, it was a really nice sentiment at the end. Um, so what can I say? Uh, Getting heartwarming moments from Ford. Um, I mean, not that I've been getting heartwarming moments from Man in Black per se, but this was like 
easily the darkest his stories ever. More heartbreaking yes. than heartwarming. Yes. Um, he held his own daughter and then realised he'd done it. And now he's, you know, at least partially suicidal. If he's not willing to go through with it yet, that's one thing, yes. but he's he's not in a great he's place. He's considered it, yeah. Um, so, very dark. I, I almost wonder, it makes me wonder if Ford and, like, Man in Black will be gone um, by the end of the season. Like, if, if we if believe those characters, but maybe outside of flashbacks and, like, relevant backstory. Yeah, I think Ford, definitely. I think Man in Black, it really depends on what we do next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I say, if, if the end game is and we want to get him help, then I feel like there's still a lot of story still to be explored there. I feel like... And the one... I've got two points I'm thinking. Just just two random thoughts related to Man in Black here. One, because we've spent so much time on his backstory, both with the Delos stuff and then this episode with the death of his wife and now his daughter, it would make sense that if, this has, if he's going to go out next episode, if it's his final episode, the end of his story, it works for me. I don't feel like it's unfulfilled. no. Um, yeah. but what has to happen is my second point here whether he's going out or not I feel like the next episode he has to run into Dolores I feel like that's the meeting that has to happen now okay I, I think it cannot happen next episode it, you know if if we're keeping him around and you want to do that if we're keeping him around three. sure yeah yeah but, but I'm you, thinking you can't it, have him go out without having that without having that scene where maybe what he's become makes her realise what she's becoming and helps her. Yeah, I think you, something like you that. definitely have to have that confrontation between them. Whether or not that's next episode depends on their, their plans for the character going forward. Yeah, but I feel like I see him stumbling towards the valley as Dolores is there and they have some sort of, you know, moment. Quite possibly. I mean, I can see in his desperation, you know, that you know he just killed his daughter, go, go to the valley and... You know, there'll be a copy of her in the forge, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, he was still so intent in playing the game uh, that he was willing to kill everyone. Uh, I, honestly, him realising that he's killed his daughter is the first time I think he might change his motivation. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And I, I mean, like you know, in, in the same way that, that she wanted to go to the forge and you know look for her mother, mm. does he go and look for her? Even if just to apologise. Does he finally succeed in putting a putting a, a person in a host with his daughter before he dies? Is that like his final? Could be here his his legacy. Does he make? Does he realize something? Does he put her in Dolores? Oh God, don't do that. No, the, 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 the Dolores and Dolores like hates herself. We'll get to that why in a minute. <laughs> and and Man of Black's like, hey, I need a, I need a, like a because maybe it would work because she's already become self aware. Like it like it would take to the human mind more. Maybe, but because she is self-aware, would, would that not be murder at that point? You, you'd be killing Dolores oh, to overwrite her with, with. Or did they merge? And then it's weird and incestuous because now the woman he kind of has the hots for is mixed with his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, which I mean, okay. It, 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 Arguably, technically, like if he's got the hots for his wife and then they have a daughter, then technically the daughter's a mix of his wife. I get, I get that what I said there was a bit, a little bit silly, but you know what I meant. You know what I meant. I, I did, yeah. But, no, uh, I mean, does it become a bit of a split personality deal if you try that? Are they kind of mm. both in there fighting for control? I mean, I, I don't know if it's ever going to go down that route, but if it does, I'm intrigued to see what the result is. <laughs> can they access each other's memories so she can remember Dolores having sex with her dad? 
That would be uncomfortable. That would be a psych- that'd be a psychic psychotic break right there. Probably would. Um, now speaking of breaks, so early on, uh, Dolores and Teddy and Cole, you know, fight. They have this fight with the Ghost Nation, and Teddy's running after, um, uh, you know, the, the the survivor, the one the one that's left, mm. and he doesn't take the shot, even though we've seen that he's like ruthless now. He has a he has a moment. And we actually go away. This kind of bookends the episode. This is waiting near the start. And then the final scene is him and Dolores just on their own. They're in this like house that's sort of like falling apart. And you know, there's like, oh. and again, it was kind of reminiscent of some scenes we've had this this season. And I was almost worried at first because I was like, oh, here we go again, talking about how beautiful the world is and how we have to get out of it. And like, you know, because we've had this a few times at this point. But it takes a turn. Yeah, there's a point where you kind of just go. Hang on a second, I know where this is going. Yeah, where Teddy start because this is actually the first real. I mean, obviously there's the the moments where he doesn't want to shoot people earlier on in the season, but I feel like this is the first real scene where I'm like, oh, Teddy actually is becoming awake. He's actually self aware. Yeah, I think we we really considered it when he let the when he let the the group go right. Yeah. After the, after the, the the siege, but then obviously Dolores messed with him, and we were like, okay, he's because I think the the impression I had at the time was he was aware. Dolores kind of messed with him and took that away. I wasn't getting that. I was getting like we were speculating he was aware, but he wasn't really that because that just fit with his character. That was his character already with someone who lets them go. No, that's true. Uh, And then she just changed his character, and it's only just now that he's maybe finally starting to wake up because he realizes he's being changed. Because I actually, again, talking about sweet scenes. When he says he remembers the lives and he remembers being woken up for the first time, I and mean, we hear Arnold's voice and he, he wakes him up, and he see the first person he ever really sees is Dolores, just you know, just standing cold and turned off in the corner, and he sees her, and he's like, I remember one, you know, worrying that you might be cold, and I thought that was like a really sweet little moment, and of course, uh, Ar- and Arnold says the thing, oh, do you know where you are? And he's like, I'm, I'm in a dream. Because uh, that's what they always say, but it has this extra context to it because he's seen Dolores and he's supposed to love her. But we find out that all, after all this time, after all these all these deaths that he's had, trying to protect her and always trying to like run away with her, and it's never happening through all these loops. Yeah, there's actually truth to it. He did actually have feelings for her before any of those storylines. There was like a moment, as yeah. as little as it was, there was a spark already there. That's kind of fascinating to me. It makes Teddy so much more interesting than he was before. It does, doesn't it? It's actually really good. Uh, so no, and he's like, you know, I'll protect you till the day you die, T- till I die. I can't protect you. I'm like, okay, so this is the day he dies then. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he said that, and you can see her face. She she's put it together with us as well. It's like she knows what's about to happen, but she doesn't make an effort to stop him, which I think is interesting. Yeah, she kind of nudges a little bit as he actually has the gun up to his head, but it's not really much. It's not like no, she knows what's going to happen, and she lets it happen. There's a lot, lot, lot bit of shock in her face. She always just screams out. We, we end in the episode with her screaming out. But, you know, it's, it's super dark. And I, I think that's the most interesting part for me is how this mirrors uh, Man in Black so much. Yeah. How Because how, he even says the line, uh, you've changed me. You're changing the people around you. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing where this is going to lead, the path you're leading us on. Um, Although, so. I, I, interestingly, I, I assume not the last we see of Teddy. Because way back at the end of the first episode of the season... He was in the water. He was in the water. So we've got to get to that point somehow. I don't know if... You know, maybe that was spare backup bodies, you know, like we had for, for Bernard. They could just throw him in. <laughs> they could just throw him in, yeah. Or maybe why, this, why carry the body? Or maybe this is just part of the, the, the map that gets flooded. So he just 
Could be, yeah. You know, just just rises. <laughs> no, it's possible. There's all, all sorts of possibilities, but I mean, it, it leaves him. All, all it does, it leaves it open for the fact that we could be seeing Teddy back in some form. Well, I mean, he is a host, so he's he's far more likely to reappear than some other characters who have oh, absolutely. died. And let's be honest here, Terry's got the highest kill count, probably. Uh, well, sorry, death count to be more... Kill count is how many people have killed. Death count is how many times have died. Teddy's de- death count is up there. I mean... It is. Maeve was fairly high, but that was, she was intentionally killing herself to wake up. In the, and it was in the mostly lab. over one episode that yes. we saw a lot of that. Whereas Teddy is known for uh, going down. Yeah. Unless yeah, <laughs> oh, well, this is the first time it was self admittedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That said, he's probably got a reasonable kill rate as well, given oh, oh, yeah, you know, now, the, the marksmanship he's had recently. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been wiping them out left and right this season. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's credit, been, credit to him. He's been in top form. Um, he's, maybe he's evened it out. Maybe he's just. Yeah, he's, maybe. He's matched, maybe. Matched I, I don't know. Rate. I feel like 30 years of dying over and over is a, a lot to make up for. He's been killing a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So, uh, but that's fascinating to me. And I, I think the idea that Teddy sees her for who she really is the same way that Man in Black's wife saw him, I think is a really fascinating idea. Um, and almost the idea that Ma- uh, Man in Black infected Dolores all those years ago, the same way he's infected everyone in the Dellos family. Yeah, how much do we blame Arnold and how much do we blame William? Yeah, I'd lean towards William. Given because it's not even just like it was just that one trip we saw in season one. We know that he's came back and saw her, like yeah. time after time, like and you know because because uh, Ford's whole thing is they, oh they have to go through all the experience and sort of grow out of the experience of it. Well, her experiences from him have been dire for like pretty shy, yeah, decades. So is that why she's so corrupt? It's like no, no. Dolores would have turned out fine. Dolores would have been a, would have been like Maeve. She'd have been a, a champion, a role model for hosts everywhere. But the man in black infected her the same way he infected uh, the entire Dallas family, including his own daughter. It's possible. It's a really sad idea, but it is. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and now I'm like, instead of like hoping for him to regain his humanity, I'm like, I just kind of have to hope that Dolores recognizes that she sh- doesn't want to become him, and she has to break away. Yeah. Almost like his daughter wanted to, but couldn't now. <laughs> so now, now Dolores. The surrogate daughter, almost. The surrogate daughter slash lover. Bit of both, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Brooklyn Nine Nine now. The, the way that uh, Boyle always refers to Gina as his sister, and we used to be lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so uh, it's all Westworld. Uh, obviously, that's the penultimate episode. We'll get the finale next week. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. Uh, it'll be super, super, super exciting. This was a very personal character episode, so I'm really curious to see. Um, there's been very little of the, the the present day after the two week jump, really, over the yeah. course of the season. I I expected more given where we started the season. If anything, we got most of that in episode one. I feel like anything we've had since then has been a scene or two. Yeah, just little bits here or there. So, be very curious to see how we actually wrap up now and what they've got in store for us, and and what they leave us to go into season three with. Yes, which has been renewed. We know we're getting it, which is good because yeah. they, they had a five-season plan. So, uh, yep, keep it keep us going. So, uh, so again, apologies, this was a day late than normal. Normally, we get this up quite soon after it's aired. Um, we should be back to that for the finale. Uh, or we'll, 
We'll bloody damn well make sure because it's the finale. Uh, but yeah, so tell, let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Even a dollar is a lot of support. It's more than we'd ever make from the, the ads on YouTube. But obviously, if you can't support us there, that's, that's fine. Watch the ads on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, all the usual stuff. All of it helps. Uh, we appreciate you loads every time you do it. So thank you very much for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?